Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we're going to dive deep into The Last Jedi, the newest Star Wars film from Ryan Johnson. So we're going to skip what we've been watching, and uh, before we jump into Last Jedi, uh, everybody can kind of give, since this is the first episode we've discussed, Star Wars on this no, podcast. No, what, the 8th, ninth episode? What episode? What? There's a joke, a Star Wars joke. Oh, yeah, that was good, actually, now that I know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> um, it's good, except I have the... to count in my mind, but then I freak out and stop counting, and then I never get the episode number right. <laughs> <laughs> um everybody how about we go around and everybody says their relationship to star wars a little bit um john you can go first um i may or may not have intentionally not mentioned this during lunch zach but Mm -hmm. we get it you guys went to lunch together yeah we did shout out to sugar fire um sponsor um (laughs) i may or may not have seen empire or the or return of the jedi all the way through um okay. i've seen i've seen a new hope all the way through and i've seen all of the major scenes in both empire and return of the jedi so what you just like fast forward and then watch some then fast forward then watch this some. no it hurts me john no so i apologize guys i'm sorry but like i have no record like if you asked me like the order or sequence of events from a new hope um i'd have to think but i i could do it if you ask me the order of sequence events for Empire or Return of the Jedi, it would be a struggle. Like, I don't remember how there's a well, lot. It doesn't mean you haven't seen it. It just means no, it wasn't memorable. That's the for thing. You. But I, well, that's the thing. I'm not sure if I've just seen bits and pieces of the movies at different times, or I did at one point sit down to see Empire and Return of the Jedi and just forget a lot of the in between or, uh, uh, beginning moments like I don't remember how they got to Cloud City or why they needed to go to Cloud City they flew um, there well thank you, <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you Lauren on a, a I'm guessing spaceship um, mm-hmm. so that being said the um, Centennial Falcon <laughs> um, that oh, I should have said Hawk or something god I really need all my cylinders going um, but yeah I do I Excuse me. Uh, I do love the Star Wars franchise, especially the older ones compared to the new ones. Although I didn't mind the last one, uh, Revenge of the Sith, of the prequel trilogy. But I loved that there was something just eponymous with. Is that how you say that word? You, I'm, st- sure. I'm just stuck on the fact that you love movies that you don't know if you've seen. <laughs> well, there's something, and I was thinking about this when I when I was watching The Last Jedi. Like, these movies are synonymous. Maybe I should say synonymous. Synonymous with just filmmaking and film seeing and film going. Um, goings to or whatever. Like, everything about these films is very intentional in terms of everything. Whether it's visual effects, story, acting, score... Like every like it's it's the all inclusive thing and I don't think there's been a bigger trilogy that's really um harken or like solidified its place in cinema history besides like maybe the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think that's probably the most recent modern day trilogy to kind of be similar to it. What about Indiana Jones? Um Well no, there's four of them now. 
Yeah, I think I think the thing with Indiana Jones is <laughs> four good Indiana Jones movies. You're right. Um, no, I didn't say good. I said there's four. Three of them are great. I, the Indiana Jones films don't feel as much as epics as the Star Wars trilogy did and the Lord of the Rings trilogy does. And I think that's what I really loved about Star Wars. I think, to my earliest recollection, I think that's the first of those types of movies that I've seen. And so I appreciate them for that place in cinema history that it has. Okay, you're done. Ben. <laughs> um... I remember not not specifically seeing A New Hope for the first time, although I do know the night, and I uh, I remember most of it, but um, it was that before we were seeing it, my dad had, had got it, and he was going to show it to my brother and I, and he told us about Darth Vader. And I was like, this guy sounds so cool, and he was. I mean, he was kind of a chump, but he looked awesome in the first one. Uh, it was amazing empire so i um darth vader is my favorite movie villain of all time and the star wars movies are also the original trilogy is something that's near and dear to my heart i love them um i think they're a big reason of why i enjoy movies so much because it's just this escape into these great fantasy worlds with all these different interesting characters um I do not feel that way about the prequels. I thought those were dumpster fires. Uh, I just, I hate them so much. They they turned me off to, of Star Wars for a long time. I was very, like, against any new material. I didn't see the Clone Wars show. I brought Ben back into the You fold, did, though, you right? did, because you, we, and I remember talking about this when you were like, oh, episode seven's gonna be great. It was before the trailer, and I'm like, this is gonna be another... Oh god, another Phantom Menace or something, and it. Uh, the no, first it's another tra- episode one. And the, it, yeah, exactly, or no, that is Phantom Menace. Episode See, four, I can't do this episode four. thing, guys. It's but, stupid. Okay, so <laughs> when when I saw that first trailer for episode seven, I, I it was the first time in a long time I was like, oh my god, is Star Wars? Is it going to be cool again? And I was very cautious, but I was you know cautiously optimistic. And episode seven reignited my love for for Star Wars. So I went back and I watched Clone Wars, which Zach is right. It's a it's a great show. Um, thank you again, Zach. Uh, and I Rogue One blew me away. I think that's that's the best Star Wars movie aside from The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the no. Empire Strikes Back is in my five my top <laughs> five movies ever, probably. Uh, and I love but I love Rogue One. So I was very excited to see what Ryan Johnson would do with Star Wars. Uh, and that's kind of my my connection to Star Wars itself. Lauren? As you can tell with how much I struggle in the episode numbers, that's about how connected I am to the movies. <laughs> I like them. I'm not one of those people who's obsessed with them. And half the time I spend my time rolling my eyes at Kyle who is but uh it's like I enjoy the movies but at the same time it's like I'd seen the first trilogy like the old or I should say the older trilogy for the first time this past year since it was on VHS tape so it's like I enjoy the movies but I'm like I'm fine with not watching them every year or something and Rogue One's stupid the end um 
I'm a resident super Star Wars geek, I guess. Um, I like the prequels. I think. Oh, I didn't like the prequels. Re- the end. <laughs> I think Revenge of the Sith is r- really good. Um, the other two are fine. They're solid, fun Star Wars movies for me. You get to hang out with the characters. But um, in the original trilogy, I like quite a bit as well. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Um, last time, I guess when Force Awakens came out, I rewatched Star Wars. And I was actually, it's still a great movie, but I found myself a couple spots dragging, basically, in the beginning. In Empire? No, in uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. Oh, okay, um, four. okay. But, but once they basic, once you get on the Millennium Falcon, that movie is just pretty much fantastic from start to fin. I mean, just from that moment to it end. just is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just nonstop greatness, basically. Um, it's amazing filmmaking by Lucas. Uh, and I also though have been someone I really I loved Force Awakens, even though it was. I wish it would have been more, felt more new, start new, new. Uh, the characters new, were great, but um, there was the the plot beat. It felt very beholden to being a being a quote unquote Star Wars movie. Uh, I also had fun with Rogue One as well. I liked it quite a bit as well. I'm not as high on it as Ben, uh, but higher on it than Lauren, obviously. Um, and that brings us to The Last Jedi, which I think is pretty amazing. And I've seen it twice. And if it wasn't for a couple sections that I can nitpick a little bit, I think it's thematically the most rich of any of the Star Wars movies by like a long shot. And I could definitely see this creeping up closer to Empire Stripes Back for me um, with more and more repeat viewings because I only fell harder and harder in love with it the second time I saw it. I think it's pretty special, but uh, we can dive into that in our spoiler section. I'll let you guys go ahead. I have seen it twice, uh, like Zach. Uh, I think it does get better on a second viewing. There... Not, I don't have as, so much as nitpicks. I have one one thing in particular I was really, really not okay with. I thought it was just terrible. But the rest of the movie, I think, is amazing. Um, but you still but ranked it. Thing, it's your least favorite Star Wars movie, not a prequel, though. Because Well, yeah, because I love all of those movies. Um, I... And I, I did enjoy this one uh, quite a bit. I think it has some really, I think some of the best action. Uh, it definitely has my favorite uh, like no spaceship scene. battle stuff. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, just a great, I think um, the way it's kind of leaving everything to the newer characters, it's really trying to not be a new version of The Empire Strikes Back like The Force Awakens was to A New Hope. I really respect that. I think a lot of people are going to be kind of upset with what it does. Um, I think it's going to be not polarizing, but I think a lot of people are going to not agree with the changes made. Uh, But 
overall, I, I think it is a fantastic movie, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. I guess I'll go next. I don't know if John's still existing right now. Um, I like the movie. This is me existing. Okay, there you go. I liked it. I have only seen it once. I think I would enjoy it more upon a second viewing. And I, like the other two, have problems with certain parts of it. But not enough to like dampen my enjoyment of the movie overall. And yeah, that's pretty much all I can say without spoilers. <laughs> For more um, middle-of-the-row analysis like that, go to the website and read Lauren's review of the movie. You really don't have to do it. It fills in nothing. I, I actually, I loved your review. It's just like, I'm afraid. Can I, can I say this? Okay, I'll say this instead. John? Um, so Zach and I were talking about this at lunch. Second shout-out to Sugarfire. We did it. Um, but I was telling him how a lot of times I, I feel like just the premise of re or, or doing star Wars sequels means you're going to other directors and being like, Hey, write your own fanfic and what a, but your fanfic is actually going to be canon by the way. Like what a, what a weighty task to give to someone. Um, that being said, I think what differentiated uh, the last Jedi from the force awakens is the force awakens was an obvious homage to the previous, uh, to the previous trilogy and did its own thing, introduced new, char- new characters for sure. But there were so many parallels and it was, I was disheartened to see JJ Abrams get so much flack with that. Cause I actually really appreciated that. And me and Zach were talking about how, uh, there's I haven't had a chance to look it up yet, but the whole uh, George Lucas ring theory and and this idea that history is cyclical kind of thing, um, I, f- I find that compelling. What was interesting about The Last Jedi, and which I think it did for the most part, was it tried to say, uh, we are no, we are distinctively trying to tell our own stories. We're not gonna we're gonna maybe make allusions to and pay homage to occasionally the iconic original trilogy but this movie takes place with one character alone on an island like the other movie right well but still there were so many aspects of it that were just like hey you like i don't understand this whole thing we're talking about with no homages to previous movies this does just as much as the last movie i i would disagree i would think there are a lot of things that they change um to try to differentiate it so much and try to make it its own thing i guess um so I agree, Lauren, yeah. but I, I think there's a way that it's it's handled versus like, and we're going into the trench, guys, and Force Awakens, <laughs> or look at our, we're all standing around the table, guys, at the the Rebel base, you know, like, it's, it's less in your face, though it's very much there, like, Return of the Jedi is all over this movie as well, um, especially when you're the Snoke chamber sequence, um, there's tons of deliberate direct homages, but I, I, for whatever reason, they feel less in your face than the, and I, like I, it didn't, that did not ruin force awakens for me. I just was hoping it would. I've been looking forward to star Wars doing something new and different and interesting that I don't think, force awakens or rogue one really delivers on that end even if they're entertaining star wars movies 
and but this felt that this felt like something new and something a new direction to me personally and we were saying uh zach about how it's going to be exciting going into the next one um jj abrams is going to kind of have free reign to do whatever he wants as opposed to reboot and restart the series like he's done with so many other series um this well, is not g- whatever he does have a starting point oh no it, i mean for sure but as opposed to it's pretty blank though it's like here's your 12 characters that are the resistance go go <laughs> figure something out <laughs> Was that mi- was that a mild spoiler kind of? kind of? I don't know. What twelve characters? Uh, well, he did just say how many <laughs> characters are remaining in the resistance. <laughs> yeah, everyone else in the galaxy dies, guys, and we just got these twelve. So on that note, we should get into spoilers. <laughs> okay. That was that was a fake spoiler. That Let's do spoilers. Happen. So spoilers. Sure. Spoilers. 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 What was I going to say? So I want to hear some of Lauren's spoilery complaints that she doesn't feel like she was able to share until this very moment. Oh, where to begin? Um, I guess just the one that everyone knows that I'm upset about is just I hate the island stuff. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, there's some good stuff on it, but I hate when characters get broken. Like, the whole point of the first movie is like you're getting these relationships built up and you're learning about people through their bonds they're creating with other people so let's take one of those people and just throw them off along on their own with stupid luke like he's (laughs) he's fine he's not as great like i'm not gonna kiss his ass like everyone else (laughs) uh i just i wasn't the biggest fan of this whole relation or like this whole mind meld thing that she and Oh my god. Um, Kylo it's the best part it's the best part of the movie. It's so <laughs> oh, stupid. I loved that. There's such a there's such a better way of building those characters. Like I would have loved to have seen way more of Kylo Ren just being angry at Snoke. Like that was more informative to me than this whole thing where they're trying to have them build up this weird relationship and oh my god he doesn't look that great without a shirt like <laughs> yeah he's got some like, weird nipples gonna, his pecs I'm are not gonna huge lie, and it's was, weird yeah that was hey. like what went through my mind during that sequence it's like really that's that's throwing you off it was okay. so weird and she's like could you put a towel on it's like oh, he really? actually Just no actually she weirdo. says cow like cow, cow. Like, oh she said cow yeah. okay that yeah. does make it <laughs> it's pretty funny yeah but it's like, I don't know. I think my biggest problem with that is like it happened in the other movie in like we go. He actually, at least in the uh, episode five, he did training. It's like she goes to this island to get trained. She does no training and leaves. And she's still supposed to be like this awesome Jedi. She, no, she got it's some like, training. She learned what the force is. That's all that happened. And she walked around an island. And you she, can hike she, on your own. You don't need to go find him to hike. She totally practiced with it and stuff. And yeah, Luke but you don't there. need to be there with him. Her practicing on her own could happen anywhere. I mean, I kind of, I can kind of see that too. But I think that's kind of the point of Rey as well. Is she's someone who is so in tune with the force that she just immediately picks it up. Like the fact that yeah, Kylo Ren was. Well, then the only point of the island is that, and I'm going to say it, it's the Porgs. They're stupid. Oh, my God. It's like, I liked them, but they're at at this weird level where there's, like, not too little of them to be, like, a nice little one-off, but there's not enough of them for me to get the hype. 
<laughs> like they're in this awkward middle zone where it's like, oh yeah, they exist because we just randomly throw a shot of them being on like at the flight controls with Chewy. I mean, other than like, it's just. Oh, God. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. Perfectly God. timed. Perfectly. Is that a recording love... or merch? Uh, Don't answer it. Ring, Don't answer it. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. <laughs> ringtone. Oh no. But it's oh like my they're God. cute, but it's like. The only they are amazing. Like, they're basically Phasma, except they do get more than Phasma ever gets in the movies by like two times. <laughs> they're like the anti-Jar Jar Binks, and there's a bunch of them. I, I think them my so biggest much. complaint about that mind meld was because they kept putting it at times right after Luke and Leia would have this moment. So I was like, dear God, if they're somehow related, I'm going to kick this movie out the window. Well, I think that was an interesting well, bait think... and switch because I think a lot of people were anticipating them to be related. But then that just gets so awkward. Can we not do incest, guys? Like Game of Thrones has it covered. I don't know. I did not. <laughs> I, all the people shipping those two, I, I did not get a sexual vibe between the two of them at all i did did you see them reach for each other that was charged they just were they were they were reaching for each other because they were like are we actually going to be able to because they've never felt other humans before. they were evolving the mind melding like they did a great job of slowly building up like what is this what are the rules of it and they kept on pushing it plus the scene where luke is like walks in he's all ready to be like all right ray let's do this and he's like fuck you and just blows the house up was an amazing moment. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean that we need all the other times. It's basically just Ray crying a lot. <laughs> uh, can I can I mention my my one beef? Oh, Do the I Force only... Nuns. They were the one good thing about the end. <laughs> oh, I love the Force Nuns. I was actually talking to one of my coworkers, and she said she'd love a porg. And I said, to be honest, I'd love one of those fish nuns just to kind of clean up. After I think me. there's I was a say awesome. I need a maid. There's a shot from <laughs> one of the trailers where Ray is running. That's not in the movie with her lightsaber with the lightsaber lit. And uh, there was I was uh, looking at the art of book, and it seems like she's running. Based on the images I saw, there's a deleted scene probably that they filmed where she runs to basically... Something's on fire, and that's what she's running to. Then she gets there, and it's like a giant bonfire with all of the island people having a get-together or a party or something. <laughs> I'm praying that ends up on the Blu-ray. <laughs> that sounds Wait, awesome. One last thing, then I'll shut up about the island. It's like, I just hate that they keep repeating this whole... Like, I get that Luke's in this thing where he blames himself and whatever, but... Like, do people in this galaxy not understand that people are multifaceted? It's like, oh no, she has a hint of the dark side in her. Oh, the world will end. Ah. I think he had a like, good oh, rationale down. for because. But it happens yeah. all the time in these movies. No, it happens with the Skywalkers. I'm sick of it, it happens with the Skywalkers. Yeah. It's a it's a trait yeah. that is inherent to them. And yeah, but she's not a Skywalker. I know so. that's why it's so great. Is that it's like. You don't have to be a Skywalker. Like this is what—that's what I love about it. It's yeah, but of all the moments in this movie, I don't take this one as the "you don't have to be a Skywalker" moment to be a Jedi slash have emotions. I think one of the one of the things about that that I found confusing was just get on your mic. I am on my mic. No, you weren't because you're louder now. Okay. Well, I was not into my mic. Sorry. Um. <laughs> The whole thing that they explained about 
going down into that like dark place or whatever. Like there, there were parts of this movie that were kind of unexplained frustratingly, or there, there was enough payoff when things were revealed. So like I found the whole like dark space or whatever, where she tried to connect with Kylo or blah, blah, blah. Or he, she had the vision, I guess, or something. Um, she wanted to see her I didn't parents. Really... That's what she wanted to see. Oh, yeah, that's, there's a... that's what it was, yeah. It was a very Harry Potter moment. Let me look into this <laughs> reflecting thing. Yeah, like, there, was, there wasn't there was really any payoff of that and explanation to that. Um, Benicio well, Del nobody Toraji shows up stupid. and her parents are literally identified as nobodies. Well, no, they're and... identified as her because she just sees mm. herself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think it's like, that's... wait, did she self-inseminate herself? How did this happen? I think it's like, and that's the thing where that was one of my frustrations. I loved all the kind of mystery to the backstories that they were building in the force awakens. So like talking about her lineage and then this idea of who Snoke was and it wasn't really, that wasn't fulfilled. Now, does that make this? Oh, a... so you're one of those fans? Yeah, I am one of those fans. I like closure. <laughs> um, now, that doesn't mean this wasn't a bad movie by any means. No, and again, I think Ryan Johnson was trying to set up a, their own specific story, and I think it's actually more important that Ray probably doesn't have any lineage connected to the Skywalkers. Um, but it still, it still was kind of frustrating. At least, even just if her parents are nobody, let's at least see evidence that her parents are in fact nobody as opposed to well you never uh, know kylo ren doesn't know who her parents are he could be lying but no that's, she, that, that, she's that's the one who says too. it she's she says well, i know but he's the one who pushed her yeah. to say it so he knew it wasn't but gonna she, be someone big she could still be wrong like who knows well, I, yeah I but if, i'm glad she doesn't have big parents yeah i don't i, yeah, I don't I'm, think I, they're I, gonna read they're gonna fall back on that i'm okay with that yeah i think it's great and i think that's the same thing with with like we didn't get any answers for Snoke, like John said, but the the point of that was it doesn't matter. This movie, these aren't about the story's not about Snoke. It's not about Ray's parents. I mean, I was happy it's, with no, everything. It's like it's not our story. It's Ray's story. So who cares yeah. what we? I think was happy with everything that played out with Snoke in this. But I do, I am still intrigued. Like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Especially with well, how you powerful have to remember he what he said because didn't he say like when one side rises the other side has to rise to meet I it guess so. like, that's where he came from he just rose to meet the side but there was no he what, but he the, he rose when luke, there was no jedi though there the, like there was no good uh, like, luke was still out there yeah, luke wasn't attuned like, to the force though he hadn't been using the force for you don't years. know when snoke came about mm. well so the thing is luke left after like yeah i guess snoke, snoke, showed snoke up rose when, to power when, when luke was training those guys i guess so. so he was still in touch with the force yeah um but I gotta say, my only my only big beef with this movie, and I thought it was prequel trilogy level of stupid, was and I know Zach's gonna fight me on this, but Leia surviving. Oh no, she should have died. I'm with space, you. Space that was so dumb, and not even like, oh, well, she's a Skywalker, and it's like, well, then that you didn't like watching of, her Superman her way back into the. It nullifies, like, every Jedi we've seen before. It's like, they spent years training, with the exception for Rey, which makes her special. But Leia is just like, eh, I'd rather not die Luke out here. Luke didn't spend just, years I training. I can use the Force now. What? Luke didn't spend years training. Yeah, he did. Because there were, there were years how many, between... How many years Empire... passed in those movies? 
It was like three years between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. No, it was like six months. But there might have been a bigger gap between Star Wars and Empire. There was there was a whole book. It's six months or so. The the books aren't canon. That's Unless true. it's God, a new I book. I know that much. <laughs> no, it's an older book. Um, Leia coming back and using the Force made me cry. It was so amazing. It was. It looks so stupid. It looked. What else? Uh, what else was it supposed to look like? It was, it's a person uh, it floating was through to look space. Like nothing, because she was supposed to be dead. I liked it. I think I I, I liked it because it was for if anything, this was the only time we've ever seen Leia use her force powers. Right? Like people like I mean, she had the mind connection yeah. that counts. I get yeah for sure, but like besides that, there was no other. Like there was a little bit of that in last or the last in Return of the Jedi for sure, but there was like they mentioned it in Empire or whatever, and then it's like, well, why not just like why not just show us? Why not that have it be a big thing? And I like how you can and, totally interpret it as basically the Force was acting through her. It like was barely her consciously doing it. I know her eyes do open up, but like. I was not. I did not interpret that at all. I thought it was Leia took about four and a half seconds to master the Force. I don't think pulling yourself through zero gravity is not really mastering anything. There's literally no oppositional okay, force against yourself? her. Yeah, but How there's also no force to pull space? you. How about surviving space? Yeah, she didn't freeze to death. She started yeah, getting that's, a little that's... icy. She was out there for like two seconds. She was still capable of breathing. Apparently, you she can live out for there. a she minute outside a um, in space. Oh, uh, she was definitely out there way more than no, a she wasn't. Yeah, Zach, Zach, she she got blown up in a sense. Like she was in, like, and she's also older. Like maybe in your prime, you can survive a little bit longer. But this is this was yeah. Stupid. Speaking of getting pulled out into space, R.I.P. Akbar. <laughs> yeah man that made me so sad but it's like i just my problem i don't care necessarily about her being able to use the force in that moment like i'm fine with that my problem is just that they had an out and like yeah it sucks that she's dead and i love that she's in this movie but what are they gonna do in the next movie because they have to kill her she's not gonna be in the next movie she is gonna be dead when it starts well then that's just i I, I agree with you like it is it was a perfect out they could have done that but she is too integral to pose arc and the Luke and Leia stuff at the end is fantastic. I could see why they wouldn't want to get rid of that stuff. And I can, I mean, I would also say, like, the best the best scene Leia has in any movie is her conversation with um, Haldo. Because it's not only just a really touching scene, it's also a good send-off for Fisher. That last conversation with, like, about loss and... You can move on. It was just this. Her like, last line I, was, "Don't I, look at me. Why are you looking at me?" I, I think that. No, but I. Well, comedic wise, yeah, I, would say, I would say it on was, yeah. wipe that nervous look off your face. I thought that was also. Wait, better. did she not say anything to Luke at the end? That was after Luke showed up. I know. I changed my hair. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like last line in the movie. Her, I was like, no, that no, can't be last, right. No, but no, her last. No, her line last line in the movie, uh, I think, was her saying, "To, to the." the resistance people why are you looking looking at me for for? and also i think that's the other reason they felt comfortable with keeping her in and not just going with her dying in that moment to pass the torch well i think the movie does a fantastic job there are numerous ways to do that well yeah but i think the movie does a great job with her instead of that stuff why not just have her 
get knocked unconscious at some point, and then she can wake up, as opposed to, again, surviving. Because it was an amazing, beautiful, moving, moving moment. How who would have been able to go out there and get her? That's the thing. (laughs) I think there is also something to be said for the lead up to that moment in the in the sense of, I think we haven't talked enough about the tension that, um, has been portrayed in Kylo Ren. Uh, by Adam Driver. I think he did a great job at really yeah. portraying the conflicted notion of this character and who I'll is he tied that, to. I'll agree with that because this is the first movie that I actually liked Kylo Ren as a character. Oh yeah, they made I, they actually I made him super likable. And I, I liked him in the first one, but oh my oh, god, I hated I him in the first one. one. He's such a whiny bitch. Well, and then because he's a he is he's that's what he is though. And he's, I know, and that doesn't mean I have to enjoy power, it. <laughs> well, and and I think. That was very interesting to see when he he had so much tension or confliction about killing uh, killing Han in the first one. And then he had that same sort of hesitation for taking out the bridge of the ship that Leia was on. He, and he didn't. He didn't do he anything. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And I think that spoke volumes to, okay, so maybe this guy is likable. Or maybe, again, to Ray's point, maybe he is redeemable. And then we get yeah, the it's scene not like he's killed millions of people. But okay, <laughs> this but is that, another Cersei. Well, it's another Cersei. It, Darth, <laughs> but Darth Vader maybe, so, was redeemable in the end. Yeah, li- likable and he redeemable. Way more people. <laughs> I should differentiate between the two. Likable meaning, do you like the person? Redeemable meaning, is there enough good in this person for you to justify trying to? change their ways or trying to convince them to change their ways as opposed to just taking them out, which is Ray's position, right? Like I've seen the good in him. I, he can be redeemed and that him yeah, saving I'm Leia, sure he him can force pulled those planets back together that he destroyed. Well, also him John, not body killing, parts come back John, together. The, the, yeah. It's revealed that that wasn't what he was actually feeling though. What do you mean? Snoke made all that up and he, he he fooled both of them with the images that they saw when they touched hands like that wasn't an actual feel like the the image of him turning to the light side was fake that was not in kylo's brain oh i don't need i don't even remember zach i don't even remember that like yeah. her seeing and i don't remember them actually she showing a specific did, scene the- but what what Zach is saying, he tricked them. But the thing is, the actual connection they had that that was real. The very tail end of it, like oh, he can change. Yeah, that was that was fake. Mm-hmm. But it's also true. I mean, think about what Kylo. He was conflicted. He and Snoke even says, "I used his his inner conflict, his his struggle against both of you." And the fact that he killed Snoke to, in a sense, save Ray. And himself, but mostly. Uh, I think he was just angry and killed himself. So here's the thing. I think that makes the death of Snoke all the more powerful because I feel like it is almost like uh, Kylo Ren's like step over the line. Like that wasn't hit, or or maybe. Or maybe in the sense it was him trying to find the best compromise. Like, this guy's an asshole and manipulated me, but there's this girl who's believed in me and thinks that like there is some good in me maybe she'll join with me as i try to rule the galaxy or whatever um and so yeah i think everything about the next movie that i'm excited for is seeing what type of villain 
uh, Kylo Ren becomes. And I think part of that's also I'm because... I'm just excited for him and more Hux. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of that's also because I honestly... Darth Vader is such an iconic character, but I don't see as much confliction. I don't find the confliction in him from the original trilogy as compelling as I see the confliction in Kylo Ren's character. I think they, I think they show well, it. That's because you can see his face this time. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and even that's just true. like the dialogue and I, like, I don't know. Darth Vader just always seemed like a very one note character. And the fact that he ended up being Luke's father and then ended up coming back over. Yeah, that's great. And that's awesome. But yeah, I, would I don't say, know. I would say in a new hope, he was very one note. Empire Strikes Back, he kind of has some moments of it, but it's Return of the Jedi. Like, I, I say, watch Return of the Jedi again or completely. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think you'll see why why I love Darth Vader so much. Fair enough. I I guess he he's never been, even just, I mean, obviously, uh, shoot, James, James Earl Jones, amazing actor. Um <sighs> But I've never I love the Sandlot. <laughs> Sandlot. He was, uh. he was Mufasa in the Lion King, and he's gonna be Mufasa in the Lion oh. King again. I feel bad because we're quoting all the movies that we know of James Earl Jones when he's like, he's got a very reputable Not... like stage career as well. Okay. And he's been While you guys were too. watching Star Wars as children, I was watching Sandlot. Okay. <laughs> no, well, Sandlot's sure. a great movie too. No, I'm so, just saying that's the one I watched the first time I Star realized Wars. that was Vader. But Although I did think Star Wars had a connection with my dad, so I did watch it. Ran I know that Rancor scene pretty well. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I the things that make me excited for the next movie is seeing what they do with Kylo Ren because I if he goes way off the deep end and is absolutely irredeemable, it's going to be super compelling and fun to watch. And if they somehow bring him back, that's going to be all the more compelling because they have to bring him back so much further. And so I don't think he's um, coming back i hope not that's gonna be lame i think well he, if anything final thing, moments maybe here's it. the only thing that would bring him back and it's kind of like it's a darth vader-esque kind of thing which is unfortunate he's gonna have to die he's gonna have to die but die in the sense to like but there's there's nobody to so many people there's no yeah there's nobody left for him because his mom's gonna be dead there, there's there's no one for him to sacrifice there's nobody for him to sacrifice himself against like, I imagine as as much as Ryan Johnson just completely clowned Hux in this movie, like <laughs> he totally set him up to be a potential like conniving little. I mean, Usurper, he's gonna yeah. try to take. He's gonna try to. Obviously, at some point, he's gonna try to fuck over Kylo Ren in the next movie. And it's gonna but, fail miserably. But, oh, how great! How great would it be if like that's. That's what leads to Ren getting wounded and then defeated, is Hux's betrayal. But then, but what I'm saying is he doesn't. But like, he kills Hux, so that leads the first leads the first order just leaderless. Yeah, but that's nothing. That's not Darth Vader killing the Empire. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no, yeah, there's, oh, no, there's no, equivalent. no equivalent for him to be redeemed, unless JJ c- concocts some brand new, even bigger Villain threat that, that we up. haven't seen yeah. yet. But that seems a little yeah. ill-advised. Yeah, a what, third Death I mean, Star. Yeah, or <laughs> or like, or it's called Star Killer this time, okay? No, it's called it last time. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah, now this it's time gonna it's going to be, be called what? Galaxy Planet Destroyer. Planet Dis- yeah, <laughs> Galaxy Destroyer. Um, what is it? I think, or or in recognition of his, he's going to have a Doc Ock moment for all you Spider-Man Supernova 2 emulator. guys. Yeah, like, Spider-Man 2. Not a good movie. Like, <laughs> oh, bite me. Whatever. Um, hey, go ahead, John. He's going to... He's gonna realize the error of his ways and then sacrifice himself to try to redeem himself. Like, aka, do a boring thing that we see in all the movies. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, but here's what I'll say: I think the payoff will be better because we've had so much time with this character to see the uh, variety of his emotions and his level of confliction, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, I think the one yeah. thing about Carrie Fisher dying is they took away him killing her as a way to raise the stakes of like this fucker's really got to die now like i don't know what the stakes of episode nine are essentially um he could kill ray well yes killing ray would be it but then who again and then is is ray killed and then she inspires the future Uh, ray's gonna be killed and that little fantasia boy is gonna rise up and save the day (laughs) okay so i didn't i had to I just want to. I reread the Wikipedia article just to like refresh myself. Oh my myself. god, you and Wikipedia! I think that gets the most shout outs from you. Um, <laughs> I, didn't I hope you re- donate I to them I... at the end of the year when they ask for it. Oh fuck that! No fuck Jimmy, whatever <laughs> his name is. God, <laughs> guys, an Anne Rand wannabe. No way. Um, he. Uh, I didn't that even. That said, notice... I appreciate his resource. <laughs> no, that, that being said, <laughs> thank you for your product. Shout out to Wikipedia. Um, uh, I didn't even realize the kid used the force. I didn't even notice that. I totally noticed the first time, but the second time I was watching, it is a little bit more subtle than you would think. Wait, he used it twice? No, 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 no. no I'm just he, saying the no, second the time second I saw time it, saw it. Oh, I was surprised oh, yeah. how no. subtle it was. It, 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 I remember it being, I thought it felt much well, more Well, what, obvious. you think maybe like a nice breeze pushed it over? Well, no, it was just like, it was, it, I just remembered it being much more obvious the first time I saw it for some reason. I don't. Well, know. I think it just probably felt more obvious because it was a big yeah. moment. Actually, I, I would agree with Zach on that too. Like it, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God. But the second time I was like, I, it barely registered that like it happened on, on camera, mm-hmm. you know? See, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, that was the biggest, you could, well, I mean, Ray still is, but that was just another big, like, the force can be strong in anyone, mm-hmm. and I appreciated that moment. Yeah, I that's my favorite ending of any of the movies. By <laughs> and then he broke out that ring, though. <laughs> it's well, like it we shows get it, guys. Hope, hope lives on. Yeah, but yeah. The resistance is not dead yet. There's 13 members out there. And then there, I thought it was 12, but then they're gonna, yeah 12 on the ship. Bring... Then the little Fantasia boy. Oh, that's right. And then um. <laughs> And that was something I actually also wasn't a huge fan of is the horses. I did not that was so care stupid. for that chase. It's like that felt like Indiana Jones and I don't need that. Well, I mean, it was supposed to be some like nice character moment, I guess, for Rose. But it's like, you know, as soon as the sun comes up, all those creatures are getting rounded back up and put oh, back in and, races. And speaking of Rose, who I would, yeah, for the most part, I would I would say the tail end of that where she kisses Finn and it's like, wait, there's a fuck that that romance was so unearned it's not even funny what she is in love well, with it, him it's not necessarily romance yeah, yeah she loves was... him and now finn doesn't okay, know what to do still that was completely unearned she's yeah but you like, knew it was yeah, but coming the opening the first scene that they have together she's like clearly enamored with him like it doesn't yeah, it doesn't there's no take way much. they were gonna go this series without a love triangle 
tries to run away. Like, so he starts from the bottom, and in, like, what, 18 hours, she goes from, like, this guy's a scumbag to love? I don't know that... but if she thought he was a scumbag, but he was definitely... She tased him because he was deserving. Well, that was her job. She, well, yeah, but she he was already so high in her books that, sure, she got disenchanted for a little bit. But then but she then... hung out with him for like, a day. I don't I don't buy that Yeah, all. and they wouldn't save the gal or save the resistance. <laughs> Oh, P.S. Though it's like you're talking about Rose, um, I cared much more about Rose's yes. sister than Rose. Like that one scene yeah. with her, I legitimately had tears in my yes. eyes. I was like, "What is happening? Oh my too. god!" And then the other, the other thing is, I think Finn, if he had died, taking oh, he out should that have cannon, died. Someone should have that died. That would have been amazing. That would Luke have been... died. What are you guys talking about? Well, yeah, but that happened afterwards. At this point in the movie, I was like, you've got to be kidding me with all these, like, Binge and Starks coming in and saving everyone. <laughs> I like how that's the term. <laughs> it's like BB-8 was Binge and Stark in this. <laughs> he was, but um, I just, I think wires. if Finn had died there, that would have been, like, I would have missed the character, but God, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been awesome. And it's like, because we had just had a, an earlier sacrifice, too, with Haldo, which, by the way, favorite scene in the movie Going light speed through Snoke's Star Oh, that was amazing. Oh, my God. that That's, like, right up there with the Vader hallway scene in Rogue One for me. I had to pick my job off the floor both times. Ray and Kylo back-to-back is way better than the Darth Vader hallway scene. I thought that was... I still... I agree that that is amazing. I don't think it's... That Even good. though she hadn't like, been trained, there. But that 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 had so okay, much. The, but the difference is that's what Ray is. She's just coming from nowhere and is super powerful, as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, but there's a difference between being powerful and then knowing how to use that power. She all she's using it for it's is like, to aren't grab those, like those red soldier dudes. She was, she was those, moving. Yeah, what are she they was called? Pator- what are the red guys called? Praetorian, uh, Praetorian they've probably artists. been they've probably been trained since day one. And they did not hold a candle to but her. But she's been, she's been, she knew how to fight. She that knew how to fight before she was a Jedi. First knocked out. Yes. Yeah, and then okay, now she's she knew how to use a bow staff. Yeah. Like there's still she's a lightsaber. Enhanced. The fact that she didn't cut off any of her hair is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and like as much as I complain about that, though, I do love that scene, and I'm glad it happened. <laughs> that that shot with Kylo Ren's lightsaber going right over Luke's beard was amazing. <laughs> yeah, just Luke just the... brushes his shoulder off. Oh, the lasers! Yeah, <laughs> do you think you got him? Uh, so good. <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently not. But that was great too because I didn't notice it the first time. But early in the movie, Luke even says, "What do you think? I'm just gonna walk up with a laser sword and take on the entire First Order?" Oh, well, he. In a sense, he kind of did, actually. I love all the visual cues that, was... that are in there, too. That he projects himself as younger. That he has Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah. And then... Yeah. I was so confused about how he got a lightsaber. That was one way yeah, yeah. I was not able to I was like, like, where, completely where believe that. Well, he should have had his own one, lightsaber, though. still. Like, we never yeah. saw it. But no, because yeah. doesn't Ray have it? No, that's no, uh, his no. green one that he made. Ray doesn't... Oh, the green Ray one. doesn't okay. have one. No, the so. green one. The green one's with his hand somewhere. No, that's the one that Ray has. Or was that the blue that's one? That's the one Ray has. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Stuff happens in these movies, but okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hoping Ray gets a new lightsaber that's a new color. She no, needs to get she, the, the dual lightsaber, yes, like her bow yes, staff. Yes, I agree. 100%. Oh, yeah, like a dual. But, like, 
purple. Like Darth Maul. I don't think she's going to get a new crystal. I think she's going to make a new lightsaber. Like, they purposefully show the crystal in a shot with Leia. Um, yeah. They, they, well, I yeah. know, but yeah, there's a planet. But if they were that like abundant, everyone would have a lightsaber. They talk about they're them. They're on that because... planet. Well, that's right. You just and, okay. You can't just say one. there's a planet and then no, but, but there's not so, that many. Make up no, your it's mind. in Rogue One. No, but, no, but the so planet the in Rogue One. That, well, that's what I thought. They, but then when I said where the are they coming from, Ben said there's a planet, making it sound like there's still a planet out there. No, they only blew up the city in that move that in Rogue One. They didn't blow up the whole planet. But that's a different plan. But what I'm saying is the First Order has been collecting all of the Kyber Crystals. They took all of them for the Death Stars. That's why there aren't many left. They mined everything out. Hmm. Okay. So uh, I don't this planet that. you speak of no longer matters because it does not well, have no, its Kyber been Crystals are not only yes. on one planet. You can find them in more than one place. The, you don't know. Okay, Let's talk I, about Kryptonite. I do know. The... The Clone Wars and Rebels have established that Kyber crystals aren't in one place. That's true, but they're not super common, no. except for that one. And I don't know why we're arguing. She has one. <laughs> That's yeah. This, yeah, this okay. is this is kind of moot. I don't know why this is important. Do we? Hey, real quick, uh, how do people feel about Luke? Because apparently, he his role in this movie was super contentious. On the he is completely in character from what he was in the three movies he was previously in. He's always been whiny, a little headstrong yep. and grumpy. Like I think Ryan Johnson wrote him pretty much perfectly. I agree. I um, I will say that I told Zach this too. I didn't care for how the very end of how Luke passed. I thought that was like just incredibly beautiful I and moving. Yeah, I thought well, he was. I, I thought he was going to disappear in the fight. Like um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like, I like that. I like that they didn't do that. But the second time seeing it, it's like I'm okay with it. Like I don't love it, but I'm. What okay. did you want to what happen? What would have like been different? Uh, I think as soon as the force thing, the force ghost or the illusion he created vanished, that should have vanished. Or maybe. He was even a force ghost, like a straight up force ghost the whole time. Cause but Lay, then he would have been blue and Lay, glowy. Uh, Yoda even set the precedent that you can hit somebody in the, as a force ghost. Like he hits Luke in the head with his staff. So that would have been awesome to have uh, Kylo Ren fighting a force ghost. Yeah, but did Luke ever touch Kylo Ren in that fight? No. Nope. So it's like you wouldn't even need to have, be able to touch anyone. Exactly, but my my point is like I I would have loved a I would have loved an actual fight, and then it's like well surprise I'm already you know dead blah blah blah. But um, I, again I'm that not means totally he would have against... had to have killed himself. <laughs> yeah, or or opened himself up to the force. well. The only reason he dies is because he exerts so much energy to project himself. That's the only reason he dies. I mean, get him giving his life to project that far as a Force ghost would have been. If he was I a Force ghost, cool. he would be no longer constrained by the realms of time and space as Star Wars has set out it to be, I think. Which would be awesome. But anyway, sorry, uh, that's just my my two cents. And I can totally understand people loving it. I just didn't. I was wondering why it. this movie is still going on the first time I watched it after the Snoke chamber scene. I'm like, that's it, right? We're done. Time to go home. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, people. 
I was, I, but I, I, I couldn't believe the movie went on for 45 minutes after that, the first time I watched the movie. <laughs> it's like, let's go to this planet that's totally not hot. It's salt. It's not snow, guys. It's salt. I thought that was an it's awesome visual. Are we supposed visual. to know that guy who, like, stood up? No. Like, in front of the, um, the trench? He what? seemed oh. like he was supposed to be, like, an important cameo, but I didn't mm. know who he was. I think I, no, I, I, think no I read he's the uh, linguist specialist at Star Wars, <laughs> at Lucasfilm. Mm. But he does look I, like I, one of the guys from Rogue One, like, that was around the... It, he seems like someone who might have been in the the Resistance for a while, but I guess he would have been the, one of the highest in command. I don't know. I think he's just a guy. Yeah. Just a guy. I Just really, like Ray, I but, loved but the woman. design of that planet yes, because it looked awesome. I love they shot it up like the the red stuff underneath. Like it was, uh, it it just visually, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I love that even it like obvious like again a reference to Hoth, but at the very beginning they had that one soldier like bend down and put his like finger in it and like taste it. it was like nope salt yeah because you know whenever you go to a planet you just want to taste the dirt underneath your feet well he was wondering what yeah. was up because he saw the, the the red underneath the first well footstep. still but would you really think to lick the ground hey, soldiers, if someone soldiers stepped on the ground and looked different later yeah my first instinct wouldn't be hmm i wonder what it tastes um, like ryan johnson said in that art of book as well it was kind of interesting how he the red underneath it like came from he's like well this is a pg-13 movie how can we kind of show violence without showing actual violence and that's why like it's like oh this blood is flying Show up some showing planes, this like, carnage blades. but it's like it's showing the carnage and oh, stuff like that's actually yeah, kind of clever was, you know, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was and it looked like it looked awesome also chewy taking the millennium falcon with ray through the planet was fucking awesome as well and had the best porg moment yeah. When that little porg flew across the Falcon, well, I mean, and there's only the so window. many good porg moments. So, <laughs> yeah, that they've already merchandised. It's like one of those Garfield things that you stick on your windshield. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Chewie goes vegan after all this now. Which, P.S. Like, I appreciate that he didn't eat the porg afterwards, but you already yeah, cooked the thing, so now I it's agree. just decomposing somewhere. <laughs> like, um. Did you guys hear, like, I didn't even think about this, but no, nobody says, um, I was telling John about this, that there's nobody says, I have a bad feeling about this in this movie, but. Is that a big deal? Yeah. It is a big deal. They say it in every movie, but apparently it is said by BB-8 in the opening scene. Okay, that does not count. No. Oh, that's really yeah. funny. I like when that. When BB-8 and Poe are standing outside, um. <laughs> the the dreadnought there it's um can we just talk about bb8 coming in and completely like stealing the thunder of phasma's last <laughs> moments <laughs> just like what are they called atrt or st atst he just yeah, shows up I, in one of those and is like i'm here yeah, phasma, phasma better not be dead she's dead I'm, she's over she's with she's totally dead <laughs> how would she not be dead well, I mean, uh, know, maybe she has the force in her and she pulls herself back. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we've seen we've seen other people fall through shafts and come back. Like Darth Maul didn't die in Phantom Menace. Yeah, that was lame he too. Had, 
No, that was awesome. Wait, back. did he come back in the prequel trilogy? No, he came back Cl- in the no, prequel. Doesn't he have like show. spider legs now? And rebels. Only briefly. They gave him real Only legs briefly. eventually. With some real witch magic. Still robo legs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the fact that like... But so also Phasma's armor is actually made out of a spaceship. So maybe she could survive that. Um, <laughs> and I just loved how like when her, her face plate got like broken and you see her eye and it's just like bah, bah, bah. <laughs> she's like, oh my God. <laughs> a human no way she's a white woman ah. hey all as ever, all white women all white people are awful obviously that's what this movie has uh, told us more than anything. what about ray oh white well white men she's i should say i love that every, every well, she's not a man yeah she's an exception but we really should be getting on white women more too they suck too apparently okay um, and I also, maybe reword that differently maybe we all should be getting on white women the other thing is i wasn't a huge fan of like oh upper class are all bad guys why like it's <laughs> i mean it's true hashtag yeah, kind of true hashtag yeah. goodbye america i feel like i don't need i don't need political or oh go home econo- that's like, the best economical. part about the movie what do you think the stormtroopers are they're fascist fascist fucking suck like it's all a reaction to Nazism. Who have been taken from their homes <laughs> and brainwashed. Well, one thing that was interesting. The was politics the whole of this idea, movie are fantastic. Um, More that, and as much as I hated Benicio del Toro's character, uh, the point I that he what? Oh, I, th- I thought he was t- he was a waste of space. I have no idea why this guy You're was a in waste this movie. of space. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. in, his, in in his defense, the entire thing with Finn and Rose was also a waste of space okay yeah kind of well i would have i would have loved to have like the payoff to that they actually meet this like big hacker guy or whatever like if they had met the actual hacker guy you just and... really want to see justin throw mm-hmm. well, so um <laughs> everyone go watch the leftovers best tv show ever um if abs for days if they had made it more of a payoff with oh they meet this big hacker guy and he's someone big just kind of like maz like maz ended up being a pretty big character in the oh first oh my god maz's scene <laughs> <laughs> first of all what a badass what is she doing <laughs> i want to find out what she's doing <laughs> like it was a what a union dispute which sounds awesome yeah so maz might actually be a bad guy too <laughs> kicking it <laughs> to the little people hopefully uh hopefully she's in the third one but I, I, so again, I just, the, the idea that they found a random hacker who happened to be there, who then betrayed them for no other reason besides like he, that's just in his character. He fully told them that it was going to (laughs) happen. No, fair enough. But the point that he made that, uh, he said like, what you think only the empire buys from like smugglers or whatever, or buys from like rich people. And they have the, uh the resistance uh, ships there or whatever. I thought that was an interesting point. Cause it's setting up this tension of like, okay, who, like who is really at fault in this cause or kind of, or who is actually the good guys and the bad guys, or is it shades of gray or yeah, what's going this on? This movie is very much light side, dark side. You don't hear about the middle people. <laughs> well, and it reminded Especially me of when another talking about balance so much. Well, it reminded me of an. It reminded me kind of of like The Departed, right? For those of you who've seen The Departed, the idea that you uh, have this. I've seen what was the other, Infernal Affair? That one I've seen. Okay, I have the not original. seen The Departed. What? Oh, I can't I spoil The Departed then. 
The Departed kind of has a similar theme like People that. Too. Ben, you should watch The Departed tonight. It's a good movie. <laughs> oh, okay. It's on Voodoo. Yeah. Or Infernal Affairs. I saw Ghostbusters recently. That was interesting. Which one? Uh, Which one? The new yeah, one. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Great like movie. Great movie. Uh, but yeah, so Benicio del Toro sucks, but interesting. Uh, uh, Light side, dark side, middle side. It's like he was the main, the only reason I liked that planet. That and the little guy who was putting coins in BB-8. <laughs> well, like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the actual scenery of the casino. I thought that stuff was great. Um, but yeah, I think Benicio del Toro was the only, the only part of that story that I really liked. I like the thematic stuff, like I said, the rich people suck, the, this opulence is insane, and there's so much, and then it's being picked up and carried on by the backs of small slave children. Um, I appreciate that message. But that is the weaker part of the movie. But it, 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 I also, a, I will say I also enjoyed the, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt cameo as the the southern guy with the with complaining that they parked on the beach illegally. I thought that was great. This is a public beach. You can't park there. We should end with our uh, our excitement. Not just our uh, what we thought of the movie overall, but also uh, how excited we are for the next one. Very. I'm more, ex- wait, I'm more excited for Ryan Ep- Johnson's new trilogy than I am episode nine. No. By next movie, do you mean episode nine or do you mean Solo? Ben is not happy for Solo. I am not. No, neither am I. I, I oh, that's another thing about the. I'd love the, to be wrong. Trilogy, I don't, think I I don't like Han Solo. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good thing, though, because I don't think he's going to be in the movie. Yeah, he is just not old man Solo. It's going to be somebody who doesn't old look man like him at Solo. all. Ugh, just, well, I, why does that matter? If ben is really weird. That? He's just upset because he didn't have his nose modified, like in that. Well, no, I don't. Or... I don't like. I don't feel like the need to go back on the character we already know a lot about. Like, I don't care about what Han Solo did before he met Luke Skywalker. I, I don't. Instead, I would want more movies like Rogue One. But I know not everyone likes Rogue One. I but like you gotta the idea the... of Rogue One. I would I would agree with Ben actually if uh like the I, idea of like an original story in the universe that's way cooler to that, me that that was a pre that was potentially a prequel or explored the backstory yeah I'm great with that I think but, you're underestimating how original that movie is gonna be no fair it's gonna that's, have I mean, Han and Chewie point, and Lando but... in it and then it's gonna be a bunch of new characters on a new adventure. That probably doesn't have much to do with anything else we've seen in the Star Wars universe. It's going to be the most independent Star Wars movie released yet, I would imagine. I just I feel like uh, when you when you put such big names in big characters in them, and then you cast such big names as those characters, you're kind of resting on the laurels of just that. Um, one thing I really respect about Rogue One was it was a completely new cast people we hadn't heard of except for the one You've guy never heard of felicity jones before well I, well not that i never or heard Riz of people that or like, donnie has, has she won an oscar yet did she win an oscar she just got nominated, nominated i think okay so yeah people, you're people alone that... in not knowing who felicity but, jones but no, is. Fair I, enough. I still but i can see what john's saying is like actors who are 
new to the series and new characters who are not Completely tied original, to anyone yeah. else. Like that's yeah, that's what I loved about Rogue One. I've wanted to see a movie like Rogue One since I was probably ten. I thought the idea of just boots on the ground soldiers in Star Wars would be an amazing film, and to me, it was. It was a great movie. I would love more like. Now that you're gonna than... get the the bounty hunters and scum and villainy movie. Oh, one thing you would never hear me say, probably, or think to hear me say, I can do with less animals in the next movie. You know? It's like, just, if you want to know who the good guys are, just watch the animals. They're always there to help. <laughs> I, I feel like... Although I did we... love it that that Arctic fox dude, like, squeezed in through that hole. Like, hey, now follow me! See ya. <laughs> if there's if there's a If there's a Minions movie, we could do a Porgs movie. We don't need a Porgs movie. That. Oh I'm very comfortable with there only being like one or two or three porgs left in the Star Wars universe that we're ever going to like, see again. I could, I would be happy with having a porg in the next movie. I just don't need like it to be like a crazy big deal. It can be a VV8 type character though. He was already hanging out with R2 at the end. He's got a good buddy. Oh, and those ones that yeah. nested in the Millennium mm-hmm. Falcon? That thing's going to be overrun. <laughs> we're quickly going to have like 200 <laughs> resistant fighters. <laughs> Just porgs fighting out for. Yep, just porgs. <laughs> Armor them up, guys. Well, <laughs> well, if the Ewoks could take on the, the Empire, surely the porgs uh, the could Ewoks take on the first order. The Ewoks are a little order. bit bigger than the porgs. <laughs> so, get busy there, guys. Um, that's gonna do it for the Last Jedi. Join us. Who the fuck knows when for our next podcast? <laughs> Actually, I think the next one we might do would be what? Let's should we should it be the Liam Neeson movie in the new year or does that come out? God, I am not excited. Oh. Wait, wait, taken on a train, taking a train commuter. ride, commuter. You don't want to see the commuter? Ta- it's by the guy who did the show. Taking a train ride, come on, guys, that was good. Taking a train ride. I'll just watch Ta- that taking... one with Denzel Washington again. And Chris Pine and look into his eyes. Chris Pine. Ooh. <laughs> John, have you best, seen that one? It has your part first of Wonder mind. Woman. Which one? Untouch- un- unstoppable. Unstoppable. <laughs> no. John, John heard Chris Pine like, what? What? Hmm? Huh? Maybe we'll do Pitch Perfect three in the new year. Yeah. Uh, so are we not doing? Are we not doing an episode before the new? Maybe, year? but the next movie we're going to talk about will be Pitch Perfect three. Okay. Like the only like Sweet. that'll be the highlighted where we have a movie of choice. Will be. We're deciding right here, live on the air, Pitch Perfect 3. This is not live. <laughs> it's live right now. Um, Which means I have to go and watch Pitch Perfect 1 and 2. Oh, they're on Voodoo. Oh, and they're good movies. <laughs> this is why I watched them ben a couple can months cont- ago. Ben can contest to that. They are so good. I mean, mm. not Magic Knight good, but Aka. still so good. <laughs> Oh, God, um, so, so join us for Pitch Perfect 3 in the new year. We might release something else in between now and then as well. Uh, like I mean, like the Ryan, the Ryan Johnson, Johnson episodes that were supposed <laughs> to come out before this. But, um, yeah. Until then, um, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Zach Oldenburg. Letterboxd, at Zach Oldenburg. Google, at Zach Oldenburg. That's right, I got a Google. Yeah, Ben. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, or you can find us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. 
Uh, I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can find me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow me on GeoCities at <laughs> www.geocities.com slash fake website backslash this joke is going on too long. You can also follow us on Twitter at middle of row where you can get updates when we post podcast episodes or when we post different reviews. And I am Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at beware of trees and you can find us on Tumblr at uh, middleofrow.tumblr.com and rest in peace, aim. <laughs> I know, so sad. Um, I, for for like 10 years, I could swear I would hear the like the door closing. You know how someone would sign out of aim and it would yeah. be like a door closing? I would just hear that sporadically and I'd be like, what's going on? Am I going sure crazy? sure there wasn't just like a door closing somewhere? No, it was like the specific sound bite. Yeah. Watch Pitch Perfect 3. Go see The Last Jedi for the third or fourth time. I think we'd all support that. Second. And uh, remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs>